0: Welcome to Aurora. My name is Tim Difford. Aurora is the podcast from Sopra Steria's Horizon scanning team. This team explores the technological themes which will be affecting our clients, their businesses and their customers in the three to five year time frame. In this episode, we discuss the first contextual theme for 2016, the digital human. I'm joined by my Horizon scanning colleagues, Richard Potter and Ben Gilbert.
1: So it's great to be talking about the digital human today, um, the first of our three contextual topics in our 2016 Horizon Scanning Program. And As as listeners will be aware, digital human is our individual view and it sits alongside our view of the workplace, which we call the organic enterprise, and then the wider world around it, which we affectionately call the connected planet. Get straight into the digital human, Ben. What, what, what is our what is our conjecture? What is our view on the digital human in the next three to five years? Okay. So the digital human, the kind of very
2: base of what we're defining the digital human as, is someone who is connected uh, by data, essentially data-driven experiences, and they're putting that data into all manner of services. Um, And in today's world, things are just changing so rapidly. These digital humans are the people on the forefront who just say, yeah, that's new, that's cool, I'll use it, I'm going to throw something else away and see how this works for me. But all of them are being used to improve the services that they receive. It's going to be making it more personalised for them and as we go into the future, we're just going to see more and more of these types of people. Uh, by, By two methods, you'll have the digital humans, more people that are that exact type of person coming about and the baseline of people who are less digital are steadily going to be using more and more services and becoming
1: closer to what that digital human is. Wow, so it's the kind of the, the augmentation of uh, the individual by the technology that they're connected to and there are these big shifts that those different forms of technology yeah. are adding in but then the assimilation of, of more and more technology as we go over the next well, you know, What does that mean for us behaviourally? So, 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 so Tim, I mean, what, what are you seeing in the world at the moment that's
0: supporting this transition to this digital human? Well, we've seen some interesting concepts relating to that and it's interesting reflecting back on, on what Ben's just said is that, you know, clearly within that camp of digital humans, they're the very sort of proactive early adopters who are driving themselves into that world and, and everyone else is sort of having to follow, sort of follow along in that wake. And I think that's kind of interesting really because everybody is is, is really subsumed by this, this concept of a device mesh, which is a, a neat little phrase from Gartner, which is really trying to describe this world where um, we move beyond mobile and smart devices as our a, as a primary means of engagement with, with world and, and exist in an environment where virtually everything is connected in some way and, and has the potential to communicate with us. To us and about us, um, so there's this view that you know within only, within only sort of four or five years we could be approaching this trillion sensor economy, um, an Internet of Things type concept. Um, but our view on it is, well, what does that what does that really mean mean for us? And and, and potentially it could be something where. Um, this idea of perfect knowledge becomes a reality. We're all quite familiar with the book quiz, example of getting your smartphone out of your pocket if you need to, trying to find the answer pretty much to any question. It's not just about book quizzes, but any situation we find ourselves in today, we can pretty much find... Have a good chance of finding uh, an answer to it. Imagine a situation where you just had to think that and you could be given information on where you are, what you're doing, what you need to know about the people you're with and the places you are. That perfect knowledge sounds a very positive way of thinking about what this device mesh might mean for the digital human. Ben, just a mental note, make, make sure that I never compete against Tim in a pub quiz, <laughs> <laughs> <Shocking inside> <laughs> <straight> <laughs>
1: but, but what, what, what we're also saying I think with, with this is that this augmentation, this connection with technology is, is going to be increasingly ambient be, yeah. because of the many sensors and the huge bandwidth of data that is going to be feeding into our brains from the digital world, it's just going to be impossible for us to be aware
0: of yeah, that. They it's just a seamless flow. of of connectivity really with devices that we don't even know are there sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. so
1: both from the, you know, the difference of the devices whether they're wearables or insertables or, you know, embraceables or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but also because of the volumes of the data that are being transacted in these experiences, there are going to be, have to be new ways of conveying that information to our bodies that are less Less obvious than things like keyboards and screens and things like that. So, so really, really big shifts. Mm. Um, these are our contextual perspectives on the world: the digital human, the organic enterprise, and the connected planet. What we're really keen to see is how three key technology enablers drive through these contexts. Um, and I'd like to just just go through them. The, the first of our technology enables is, 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 is about insight and intelligent insight and automation and how how we're using intelligent systems and data to try and deliver uh, new services and new experiences through through technology. But ben, what are you seeing at the intersection of that intelligent insight and automation and the individual, the digital yeah. human? So, I mean. As, as we discussed just a moment ago, it's, it's so
2: heavily about the data with this as it so often seems to be because um, the digital human is surrounded by data and uses data for pretty much everything they do. Um, so the data that they gather, uh, at the moment what we often see is it being used to drive efficiency. That could be uh, how you get somewhere the quickest, how, how it could be used to make your daily work easier, how you get exercise more effectively. But it's it's going into so many different areas now, uh, making things just suit our interests or how we want to live our lives. Um, but before we get to that stage, really, the most important thing is collecting that data. And that's, that's when you are needing to be surrounded by all these devices. And what do we do in that world?
1: If we have too many devices, what's it going to mean for us, essentially? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really interesting, isn't it? And uh, I, I, I suppose it sort of leads us into... The next of our technology enablers which is about the the, the ubiquitous experiences that, that you know that are creating these bits of data, the the mm-hmm. new forms within which we're interacting mm-hmm. with technology. Tim, Tim what, what what's your take on that
0: intersection? Well, I think. <coughs> I gave a kind of rosy glow of this perfect knowledge uh, view of, of um, this ambient user experience that we're walking through, but it's quite interesting to see some of the some of the more nitty gritty examples of what that might actually mean for us as individuals. As Humans going forward. Uh, reading something very interesting about, you know, only two or three years again down the line, 2018 actually, so not very far away at all, there is a view that in, in North America alone there will be three to four million workers for different types of organisations who, to comply with the terms and conditions of employment, are required to wear a health band of some sort, or a tracker band. So it's not just health, it might indeed be tracking their vital statistics, but just as easily it could be tracking their location, their whereabouts, their uh, the times that they're working, how fast they're driving, etc. And, and, and you kind of think, mm. you can imagine that, that whilst there's some opportunity in that that, that, that that opportunity could be good, but it could also be abused once mm-hmm. you get around that personal mm-hmm. data And I think these are, you know, these privacy
1: issues are big things behind all of this, all of this digital human, I mean, if, you know, if it's it's a digital human by consent and awareness and complete transparency, that is a great thing. But if some of the use cases around the data are exploitative, are less than obvious and are, are not not in line with our, our data privacy standards and expectations, then we start getting into some incredibly problematic areas. Um, so the, the third technology enabler that we we're focusing on this year is, is what we call distributed disruption, and this is the, the technology area that is driving our decentralized world, the way that we consume these these disruptive services like Uber and Airbnb that rely on these decentralized business models. And I think there's some, some interesting things that we're exploring around here. Clearly, um, blockchain is a big part of what we talk about in this area. And some of the advancements that we're seeing in places like Estonia are about these decentralized models of citizen ID I think are absolutely instrumental in terms of the way that these digital humans are going to be navigating the worlds of decentralized services Um, as they're seeking to transact on these decentralized uh, platforms and using as far as they can their own identity as close as it can be to them and having control of that identity and validation as close as it can be to the periphery of these services. I think these are really big things that that need to be considered as parts of it, and um, we're very early days with all of this, and we're beginning to see some some really interesting use cases uh, around it. But there is clearly some way to go before these become fully fully integrated.
0: again, I suppose. They'll be the early adopters, they'll be, people, they'll be the digital humans that are actively seeking out opportunities to use these sort of distributed technologies, whereas for many people they will just become the norm and they may not even be aware that this new wave of technology is is, is actually changing their lives.
2: Yeah, yeah. We've, we've just recently had a very topical bit of news on this uh, in Estonia who, who have really been pioneering the blockchain citizen. Um, One of the key parts of that has just been implemented, which is using that blockchain to access health services. It's been spoken about before, but that's literally just gone in now. So such a critical service, they're happy with using it, it's just an amazing
1: proof of. How trustworthy and important it can be. In yeah, and I, I think it's really interesting to think you know we talk in these conversations at a very generic level about the digital human, but there are some specific considerations in here. So it's, it's not very difficult to imagine the digital patient, for example, yeah. mm-hmm. or you know, or the digital citizen as a member of the, you know local government or whatever. Some really nice that and they help you develop the the use cases and the relevance of much of what we're discussing from from the kind of the conceptual and the theoretical into real real you know op- operationally and business enhancing use cases which is what we're all about which is yeah. which is why it's so interesting so Brilliant! A really, really good discussion about uh, a very interesting and very close to home topic. It's something that I think that we can all relate to at every level. Um, we'll look forward to unpacking next time uh, the, the connected, uh, the sorry, the, the organic enterprise, and then we'll move on to the, the connected planet beyond that and take us further into the Aurora 2016 program.
0: Brilliant! Great! Thank you. Excellent. Great. Thanks. Thanks. You've been listening to Aurora, the podcast from Soprasteria's Horizon scanning team. We contribute to our UK blog at blog.soprasteria.co.uk. Plus, if you get your daily news fix from the Flipboard app on iOS, Android or Windows devices, search for Aurora to find a magazine curated by the team, featuring the latest stories which grab our attention from around the world. I tweet at Tim Difford. Richard? tweets at rich potter underscore and ben tweets at ben underscore innovates i'm tim Difford. you've been listening to aurora